Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I don't need to call anybody. Everybody need to call me. I'm the star boy. I'm the superstar of UFC. Manel, star boy, Kim! The future is now Macy Bottle! I knew once I looked across the cage where I knew I had her. Macy, the future Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's <laughs> dangerous. I should have made out of it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, hi, Matt. We have uh, Manel Cape today, and we also have Macy Barber returning to the show. I don't know if I was on when she was on. It's been a, uh, it was a, a year ago, January, so I'm not sure if I was on with her or not. I don't remember. But she's fighting uh, Montana De La Rosa, and uh, Manel is fighting uh, Sumadarji. Um, and this is on. Uh, oh my, I, my! I'm so blind. I literally cannot read. <laughs> I am fucking. Blind. April twenty third is fight night. Yeah. Uh, Lemus versus Andrade. Wow, is my eyesight getting bad? That's this Saturday night, man. I like that a lot. Macy Barber had that that tough fight with uh, the last fight was with uh, Maverick. Yeah, she won a split decision. A lot of people thought Maverick won it, um, and I wonder if that affects the uh, the psyche of a fighter when it's a split decision. Um, and there's a, a lot of people saying you didn't win it. Does it affect you as a fighter? I mean, shit, man. When you, I know when you lose a split decision, you're like, ah, but it was a split. Somebody thought I won. I lost some of those split decisions. Were they easier than a, a unanimous or was it tougher because you like you only need one more judge? It just makes it feel like it's closer when it's a split, you know. But, uh, you know, it still sucks. But uh, Jimmy, so what's your weekend like? We'll get to these fights in a second. I am doing another gig tonight. I'm working at the Comedy Cellar around the corner, the Fat Black Pussycat. I'm running my hour, um, and the rest of the week I'm just doing spots. I don't go back out till May sixth and seventh in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's my next like headline gig, so I'm just staying in the city for the next couple of weeks doing shows, and then I'll go out and do that. How's the uh, How's the new material work? Love it. I love it. I, I haven't felt this good on stage in a long fucking time. Um, you know, I've, I've loved the DC was incredible. And um, it's just, it's a lot of fun talking about what's been going on in my life. So yeah, I'm really, really loving it. Yeah. Yeah. The layoff, you know how it was, Matt. It was really hard, the whole layoff, but like you appreciate things that you might not have appreciated before. Like I'm sure you appreciated just rolling and shit when you couldn't do it for months, right? Like the little stuff. Everything, dude. This morning, I went to the school. I taught the 7 a.m. class. There was uh, 32 people there. Wow. What time do you wake up for that? 5.30? Uh, like 5, 5.15 sometimes. Oh, wow. Okay. It's weird, right? Because I'm not normally a normal like early riser, but uh, riser. But I do... I take naps. <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. It's not like I get up at five and think I got to, I got to go sling a hammer all day. I got to go. I go to my school I get my head straight and do my steam. And then I teach some nice jujitsu today. I had all the, um, all my fine students at Sarah BJJ. They were working on their posture, standing up in posture. When people go to mess with your, your posture and how you keep your base standing and then end up passing the guard. So it was fun. Jimmy, 
7 a.m. Wow, that's amazing. It's fun though. I know but these I, are all people going to work after, right? This is the time of day they can do it. This is all doctors, fucking police, uh, lawyers, everybody. Everybody's getting nine to fives. Yeah, you're you're regular uh, Joes. That's smart. Smart time to do it. And they what? They get done. The class is done at eight o'clock. They take a quick shower, head to work. Dude, I tell them, I go, look, you guys could be at fucking Planet Fitness right now, lifting shit up or on a treadmill. Come on, you're getting more dangerous. I tell them. Yeah. Everybody's leaving more dangerous. And it's true. Their endorphins are running. Jimmy, I wish you lived closer. I do too, man. I really want you. I've been practicing my karate stand. Yeah. I do that like to scare people on the subway. I get into a karate stance. Does it feel uh, a little safer in New York? How does it feel? You know, I don't ride the subway much I'm, because I'm a gentleman. But I'm no, you, you feel like there's still an air of menace. It's not, I guess, as bad as it was eight months ago, but it still sucks. It's still unnecessarily violent. Speaking of violent, man, I really want to see that new movie, The Northman. Did you What's see- that? Oh, The Norton? God. No, not <laughs> a flabby little man who runs away. <laughs> it's, the, it's actually it's the totally opposite thing. Oh, the Norton would be a weird. I don't know what that that that'd be a weird film. Yeah, you know. But uh, this is called the Northman. It's about okay. the Viking revenge story. All right. I mean, you could tell it's got Nicole Kidman in it. It's got that guy Eric from. He uh, plays a Viking. Well, Nicole Kidman doesn't play a Viking. Oh, but uh. Eric something. I know the guy from, from uh, he was in True Blood. Eric, Eric Roberts. He plays the Viking. Well, first of all, though, it's not yeah. Eric Roberts. The kids, for the kids at home, Eric Roberts is uh, yeah. Julia Roberts. Yeah, it's from the 80s. Julia Roberts' brother. He's a great actor. Yes, exactly. I don't even know if the kids at home will know who Julia Roberts is. I know is. Eric Andre. Eric Andre. Hilarious. He's playing the Viking. So anyway, this movie, The Viking, yeah. it's supposed to be real. I thought it was... It's about a football player in Minnesota? No, it's about okay. a football Viking who wants to get revenge. And it's basically like the Lion King when the uh, the uncle does something. Uh, I think it's an uncle. I, he takes over and the father dies. And then the kid's got to, it's a revenge story. I don't, that's all I know. But yeah. I do know it's done by the same guy who did The Lighthouse, which was a creepy fucking show with William Defoe. And- oh, I never saw that either. Well, you better get with the times, young man. I keep in a see. I'm watching a series, but not that one yet. What are you watching, man? What are you watching? Tell me, dude. The Dropout. It's about that uh, Theranos uh, Hulu. It's actually it's the first thing I've watched on Hulu. I got to be honest. A lot of the Netflix made for Netflix stuff I don't love. I, I mean, their comedy is great and some crime documentaries, but this is really fucking good. What is it? Um, it's about, you know, the, the Elizabeth Holmes Theranos, they had that medical device they said could test you for all these diseases with one drop of blood. It was, and it's a huge scandal and there was a bunch of people lost money and apparently there was a big ripoff going on. Oh, it's grown up stuff. Yes, but dude, it's so good. Amanda something, Amanda Freed or something. What's her name? I don't, yeah, it's giving me, it's giving I would say Siegfried, but. It's fucking. It's very, very well acted. Hold on, the dropout, Amanda. Amanda, uh, yeah, see, uh, see free, or say free, whatever you say her name. She's fucking great. And this is really well done. So, so far, Hulu's shit I love. My Uncle Joe the other day was telling me that Lucifer is good. Lucifer. Do you mean, wait, is there a show or does he mean the, the being? He's not. Into, Devil worshiper. No, nah, nah, he's not at the same. Oh, okay. But he said the show Lucifer is really good. Is that with Idris Elba? I don't know, but he goes, it's, it's, it's well acted. It, it, it's well acted. Oh, no, I'm so stupid. It's Luther. He was in Luther. <laughs> Where Idris, I pronounce it? No, Idris Elba was in a show called Luther. He's in, you know who he is, right? Who? Idris Elba. No, I don't. Tall, very handsome black actor. He was oh, in The wait Wire. A minute. Like, wait a minute. He's great, yeah. You're talking about the guy that was uh, Bloodsport in fucking Suicide Squad. Well, I don't know. I just know him as... as uh, was he in Pacific Rim? I just know him as Stringer Bell from The Wire. That's it. Great actor. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Idris Elba. I-D-R-I-S Elba. He's an older guy, and he's a little bit older, but he's got an English accent. Yeah, and he does a lot. And by the way, this I watched the entire five seasons of The Wire. I never knew he was British until I heard him talk. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I'm yet to get into The Wire. I, I never gave it a chance. It's great. It's a great show. Um, all the, all the characters are heroes and villains. That's why I loved it. Oh, so it's like Game of Thrones. 
No, but I mean, they show people accurately. They, they show them all as complete people who have great sides and beautiful sides and shitty corrupt sides. They show all of, all of the people having really noble and really corrupt sides. It's good. It's a great show. Well, maybe I'll check it out. You should. It's really great. You've seen The Sopranos, of course. That's the best show in history. But The Wire is my second favorite. You're, that's a lot to say. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Now, Cape, ready to go? Now, Cape, no, he, now, Cape, he's never been on the show. Let's, let's not. get to know him. Let's get to know him. I don't him. blame him. He probably was holding out, refusing to do it. And No, no. He's, I'm sure he's happy to meet us. Okay. So let's go meet him. Yep. He's fighting uh, Sumadarji. Yes. Happy to say a name, but I'm happy I get a name right That's now. a great name. Sumadarji is a great name. Um, when I say a name and he right, has a great fucking left. I should just say a name right, but when I do it, I'm going to do this. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to like do this. You don't even need to. You just look at me. I'll know, I'll know you're proud of yourself. Well, I won't do that again. I think I did that. You can. You can do it. You should do it as often as you feel is necessary. Hey, man, how are you? Hey, the meat, well. guy's, the meat guy's sticking his head in. I'm sorry. That's from Rocky. I just see a little. <laughs> I, see a, I don't know if that's a mannequin, but I see a little something to the. Hey, what's up, buddy? Who's in the background? You know who is this guy? Amori Bittet. Wait a minute. Amori Patachi? Yes. <laughs> he is a jiu-jitsu legend. Amori. Oh, thank you, thank you. Man, are you serious? <laughs> this is, hey, I, I don't know if you're getting stopped at airports, but I fucking know you. <laughs> I know Amori Patachi. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yes. He is a uh, old school. He fought Don Fry back in the day. But he's yeah, a jiu-jitsu jiu <laughs> legend right there. You were, <laughs> nice to see you, I'm sorry, man, Cape. I didn't know you have GBJJ royalty with you. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a BJJ guy. I need to be together. <laughs> uh, that. That's amazing, man. Yeah, it's amazing. So listen, man, man, yo, let's get to know you a little bit, man. It's your first time on the show. People love the way you fight, but we want to get to know you a little bit. What would you get started with, man? What was your first discipline? Uh, my first discipline was boxing because uh, I, my father was a world champion boxing and Olympic um, fighter. He fight in Seoul, um, Olympics games in Seoul, I think. In Is that 88? 90, I think 96, 96 or oh, 98. I was way off. You're a decade off, Jimmy. I was way, I'm older. Yes. And uh, yeah, I started boxing with my four years old, start boxing and soccer play and soccer. I was a soccer player and, bo and uh, did boxing. Then I started my uh, BJJ at uh, 10 years old and uh, MMA, of course, MMA, kickboxing, everything. It's funny because um, my, my, one of my best friends, he showed me the Jiu-Jitsu. I was thinking like, oh, this, this arch martial for me is nothing because I can punch you and um, you will be knocked out. And when we're training, he's, he, he grabbed me to meet me and I could do nothing, you know? And I feel like, oh, oh I, I need to learn this, you know? Because he grabbed me and I did nothing, you know? I was without uh, any strength, any power. And I feel like I need to train, I need to train in Jiu-Jitsu. You said, I want to learn how to do what he just did to me. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, and you, you really have looked good in your last... Uh couple of fights obviously the osborne uh the knee it almost looked to me like you were setting him up for that knee of course and, of course of course i was training this did you set him up there was one moment where I, I you almost looked like you were shooting for a takedown i don't know if you were or if that was just a fake you weren't you were just it kind was, of it was a it was a, a fake uh be pretended something that is is not worse and uh, of course uh i set him up i was with um i was uh orto then I uh, I was a salt pad and I changed to water. Yeah. I've been training this a lot, a lot of this movement, you know, go back and change the change the, the stains and the go knee, you know. It almost looked like when when you when when you shot in a little bit and he obviously went down to defend, like you were setting him up for the knee when when after I saw the knee, I realized that I didn't realize when I first saw it, but that was really, really beautifully done. Yes, yes, yes. You know. You, you started your UFC career a, l a little shaky. You came in with, you know, you were 0-2. Uh, and, and then you turned it around. Now you're on a two-fight win streak. It must have been a little scary getting that second loss and thinking, oh, shit, my job might be at my stake. Where was our mindset? And then what changed to get you back on track? I never, um, in, in myself, uh, I know that it was never wrong with my game. 
my game was uh, perfect. I know that uh, I was on shape. I was doing everything right. Um, I was. I have a problem in my feet. I was sleep a lot. Sleepy. If you see my my fighters in Japan, uh, I fight with boots, with shoes, because I I can't stay um, uh, without boots and fight because I'm sleep a lot. I was fighting my first fight. I was like I was in uh, ice ring. I was in a rice ring and I could make my game like go and back, come back, go, go and, uh, and fade things. I, I like, I was, don't feel not me, you know? And uh, funny because I have one guy, one science in, uh, in uh, California, in AKA, in AKA California, he, he told me for do pedicure, for do pedicure and um, give some treatments in my, in my foot, you know? And then, I, 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 my foot can be more grab in uh, in octagon. Was your foot sweating or was it totally dry? Uh, sweaty a lot, sweaty a lot. Sweaty so you slip? Yeah, yeah, I sleep a lot. You can see my, my, my fight against Pantoja. Uh, I was in the timing, you know, I was in the time. I touched him and I want to go back. Uh, but like he touched, he touched me and I said like, this guy is not first at me and I training and fighting with guys more fast than him, they couldn't touch me. But this guy could touch me because I didn't have the, um, the utterance in, in fit for go back, come back, touch, and go outside, come back and touch. Like, and, and, uh, and when this happened, and like make me feel more tired, you know? And then I need to s- slow down my game. What are we gonna do about your sweaty feet? <laughs> oh, now I'm okay. No, 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 I'm okay. Now I'm okay. I find the problem. Now I'm, now I'm okay. You know, you put a little speed stick on that. Yeah. Put yeah. A, put a little deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Deodorant and everything. <laughs> was it happening in training too? Like were, were you dealing with it in training? Yeah, or was yeah, it only on fight? Yeah, yes. Before it uh, was happening in training, but I feel the material, the, the octagon, the cage, the UFC, uh, make a little bit sleep more, you know? Um, How frustrating was that? Uh, I was very frustrated. I've never heard that from a fighter before, and I can imagine that that's got to be like one of those things that it's just you like you know, no matter how hard you train, you can't beat no, that. It's not. It's not excuses. It's not excuses because I, uh, in myself, uh, I was looking good, and another fight, I was, uh, I won the fight against uh, Matheus Nicolau against Pantoja. I have the most significant strikings. You know, I was check everything what Pantoja did with the with the, with the kicks. I was checking everything. I see everything. I just couldn't step outside because uh, I, w- I was sleeping. But I saw for myself when I fight, when I um, resolve this issue, I'll I'll be no knockout everywhere. And you look like you got uh, tagged pretty well against Shumagalov uh, and, and, and as well. Uh, against Osborne, they both seemed to tag you. And for some reason that seemed to focus you like in both of those fights, it seemed like those guys landed uh, pretty hard strikes. And instead of backing off, it, it seemed like it kind of leveled you out and focused you in some way. Hmm. Yeah, you look, I never be knockout. You know, I never be knockout. I trust in myself. You know, I have a, a good movements in my head and everything. And I absorb very power uh, hands. I believe that any flyweight can knock out me, you know, is 100% sure. You believe that they can't knock you out? No, they can't. They can't. <laughs> okay. That's a good confidence to have. It's a good confidence. There was, there was one moment where I thought, oh, he might be a little hurt, but I guess not. And you had great uh, great leg kicks against uh, against uh, uh, Jagas. Do you plan on, I mean, you're going to give away your game plan, but is that something that you think is going to yeah. help you? Yeah, yes, yes. We, we plan for slow down him. I know that he have a good... A good um, Tremendous left. Good pace in the for, in, uh, in first round. I see his fight is he's going in very good pace. So if I slow down his leg, of course he, he can he can move, he can throw his his uh, overhands and I can um, I can touch him more, more more times of course and go inside. Now now you expressed some interest in the future in fighting uh possibly Tim Elliott. Is that what I'm hearing here? Yes, yes. Now why why I mean I I, I can imagine but why why Tim Elliott? No Tim Elliott's being being been talk about me, you know. Ooh. If somebody if somebody talk about me, you need to fight. You Wait know? a second, man! His name came out of your mouth. Wait, yeah. no. your name came out of his mouth. Yes, yeah, his name came in my mouth. What so, happened? No, he's been he's he's um he's been talked like uh, oh when I when I come to FC, of course Manel is uh, 
former rising champion, I would love to fight him. So, okay, if you say something like that, we're going to fight. You know, I, I normally never choose, uh, never choose the fight. I fight the, who my manager gave me. And, uh, and yes. Coming in as a former champion and, and knowing that guys are already aware of you, that's got to make you feel good, though, if guys are already kind of calling you out uh, before you've had a lot of UFC experience. That's got to make you feel good that you're coming in. You're not coming in from the bottom. You're kind of coming in uh, as a known fighter. Yes, I, I, know, I, know, I know my potential. I know my talent, you know. And uh, even if I was not a, a champion, I know that I'm the most talented fighter in, uh, in uh, my division. And I've been sure this in my, in, my, my, in my fights. I did things that everybody don't did, you know. I see things that uh, everybody don't see inside the cage. So I'm pretty confident on this. And you got to train with Habib in uh, February? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. How did that come about and how was it? No, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. The, the man is very wise, training is strong, you know. You have a, a, a strong team, very disciplinate, and uh, have a good uh, partnership. When you when you want to train with somebody like Habib or a legend in the sport, will you, if you see somebody in the gym, just ask them if you can train with them or will you have it arranged beforehand? How would you work something like that out? No, 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 because he's from AKA, me, I'm from AKA too. I'm, I'm from AKA Thailand. I train with Mike Swick in AKA Thailand. And uh, when, we, when it was the COVID, uh, so everything shut down in Thailand and uh, I, I didn't have a partner's training. So he called Javier. Before I leave to US and train there in AKA. Ah. So tell us, tell us some stuff besides all the training, all the martial arts, the the, the running, hmm. something unrelated, a hobby. What do you like to do? Let's get to know you a little bit better. We the people want to know. I like to uh, read books, a lot of books. I read a lot of books. I like to listen to music. I like to play tennis. I like to cook. This is my favorite thing, cooking. And uh, even when I lose weight right now, even when I lose weight right now, I'm cooking for the guys because make me feel uh, tranquility, you know, make me feel um, um, peaceful, you know. And you me- cook healthy for yourself when you're training. Yes, make me feel peaceful, take all the stress from the training, from the sound of the losing weight. And uh, of course, listen to good music and uh, read. This make me feel very well. What kind of books do you like? Are you, are normally, you- normally I like um, stories. Like um, last time I was reading one story of the uh, one daughter and the father that uh, they are alone, the mother die, you know. And uh, I like uh, economist books too. Uh, rich father, poor father, rich father is one of the, my, 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 my favorites. The read, uh, rich, rich, uh, it's Robert. Rich, rich man, poor man. Yeah, yeah, yes. I like this. Is my one of my favorites, and I like uh, one of the um, uh, philosophy. You know, philosophy books that uh, intrigue me myself to understood about the life, the everything. You know, the connections, uh, why this happened for some reason, and I believe uh, everything happened because uh, when I was kid, I was thinking like myself all the time. I watched the videos from YouTube, Fifty Cent, Floyd Mayweather. And I said for myself, I want to live one day in Vegas, you know. Yeah. It was good. I was watching in YouTube. I want to live in Las Vegas, you know. I want to watch. I want to buy these clothes, you know, what they 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 have. And uh, I told to myself, I want to be the best fighter. I want to be a world champion. And uh, everything happened, you know, in my life. What I did, what I say, what I think, everything happened. And for me, is have some reason, you know. And I like, like understood and find uh, why this happened. Because everything what I say happened. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Portugal. You grew up in Portugal. And w- w- did you fight a lot when you were a kid? I always ask fighters what, growing up, did you have to fight in your neighborhood? I, 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 a lot, a lot. I, I, fought, I fought a lot <laughs> in streets, even amateur. I, fought, I have a lot of fighters, I'm, uh, a lot of fights. I'm, I'm 10 or no in amateur fight. I did a lot of uh, jiu-jitsu fight, you know, but I stopped to do jiu-jitsu because um, uh, to put more food on uh, on home, and um, they uh, they asked me to to fight in MMA. I was seventeen years old, and uh, I get my first paycheck was four hundred four hundred euros, and I can give to my mother and help at home. 
So this because I I stopped fighting a little bit more jiu-jitsu because I'm more jiu-jitsu guy and the uh, uh, step to the MMA. How did you feel the first time you get paid for it? Feel amazing, you know, it's one feeling. You know, right now, I think I'm the one of the flyweights that the UFC pay more, but uh, my first check to 400 is um, was more tasting than right now that $100. $100,000. Yeah, because the first one meant that, hey, I, I can actually do this and make money for it. There's something uh, uh, that kind of changes the way you view it. It was motivation. Give this money for my mother. It is 400 euros. It was less, but this was my uh, happiness money. Even that you, if you pay me $1 million, I don't will have the same feeling what I have the, the, um, the my first paycheck. Maybe not, but something tells me if you're making a million for a fight, you'll forget the first one and enjoy the million. Yeah, I would enjoy <laughs> the happiness was in, in my first my first paycheck. Okay. Well you're really uh you're a very exciting guy to uh yes. to watch and uh you know obviously I think what are you ranked uh is it uh well you are number fourteen now. Yes, yes. Does that matter to you? Some guys don't care and then some guys go, look, the higher I'm ranked, the more likely for a title shot. So hmm. it, it does matter to you where you're ranked? Of course matter. Of course matter. They did this, of course right now matter. But uh, remember the ranking is just a number. Yeah. You know, racking just a number. Many of these guys that are in top five, top eight, they don't achieve things that I achieve. I have already four belts, you know, so. And, and you righted your ship, man. You Whatever, whatever, you know, you had to get your uh, yeah. feet less slippy, slippery and whatnot. And you're, you're, you won your last two. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend, buddy. We're all excited to see you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, good luck against uh, Sumudarji, uh, another really, really solid fighter. Um, this is an incredible matchup, and um, look forward to watching this. We will uh, definitely be watching your fight. This is the main event of the people. Okay. <laughs> We're going to be watching, man. And Professor Omori Patechi, nice to see you. Hey. Very good to see you, OG. Good to see you, my friend. Good All to right. see you, brother. I love Take you. Care, All right, right guys. Thank you, All right. Thank you so much, man. Thank, Thank you, you guys. guys. I was shocked to see his jujitsu coach. Yeah. Now that yeah, he, I know who he is. I can't, I don't think I've seen him fight, but I know. Uh, who he is. Now listen, you know, Don Fry, of course, right? Of course. Now at the time, jujitsu was, this, this was like a, almost like a turning point in the UFC where the jujitsu guys were killing everybody. So there was a big thing about Amari, obviously when Hoist Gracie was in. And everything. So when Amari Patechi was going to go in, he was favored to, to destroy everybody because he was a very athletic, right. You know, he was he was good with his takedowns. He was killing the jiu-jitsu uh, um, sports scene. And he's tough. But the problem was he fought his first fight where it was with um, was with uh, Don Fry. Right. And Don Fry was one of the first well-rounded guys where he was a little bigger than Amari. And uh, and he, he was hard to get down. He couldn't just take him down. And he, there was a lot of scrambles back up. He ended up losing to Don Fry. Okay. And it was like a shock. Like, wow. The jiu-jitsu guy lost. I don't think he had a lot of success in May, but he was a very good jiu-jitsu guy. But it was one of those eye-opening um, fights where it's like, okay, you you, have, you need more than just jiu-jitsu. Right, right, right. You have to be well-rounded. Yeah. But, again, very skilled grappler, so I like to see some of the old-school guys. I mean, that guy predates me, so <laughs> shows you how old-school he is. So, hey, man, I was happy to see that guy in there, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The old guys resurfacing. Resur Go ahead, you got it. Re resurfacing. Yeah, yeah, you, you had it. Resurfacing? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it right? Why do I got to second guess myself? with my? With I don't know. How did you say it? No, nah, I fucking said it wrong. No, you didn't. <laughs> Jimmy, when, when they, when they uh, show up again. Hey. Yeah. Seen any movies lately? No, I want to watch Final Are, Destination, which I've never seen. Are you Are you fucking never saw that. Final Destination? I've never seen it. When the kids don't go on a fucking airplane, they're supposed to die. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, death is like, ah, you're yeah. not cheating me. Yeah. You know? I want to see it. Dude, first of all, it's like fucking 30 years ago that came out. Yeah. It's second of all. For, and now, how about this? Now I realize you're just fucking with me. No, I'm not, actually. I'm really not.
what what made you pick final destination of all the movies out there it was we were talking about it with i forget where i was when they were talking about it but it kind of made me want to see it don't be so obsessed with death jimmy no i'm not all right let's pick this thing back up we got macy barber coming maybe she's seen it <laughs> let's not ask her i'm gonna ask her i think it's it's the only thing i want to know have you seen final destination Hey, how are you, Macy? Hey, how are you? Have you ever seen Final Destination? <laughs> Hold on, Macy. Why do you You're ask age that yourself, question? maybe. What is it? It's a horror movie that I've never seen, and we were just talking about it before. And Matt said, don't ask Macy if she's seen it, and that's the first thing I have to ask you. I, I, I feel like everyone has seen this film but me, Final Destination. Uh, she's Googling it right now. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, yeah. I guess you haven't seen it, but. No. Where have you been, Macy Barber? We have not seen you. Haven't been uh, on here in a hot minute. Yeah, I'm, you're not gonna watch that. Movie. <laughs> that movie's not that. That's not. I'm the not very movie. good when it comes to horror movies, honestly. Oh, but don't watch I'm the just, new screen, By the way, it was horrendous. I'm just but go bad. Uh, the only time I watch horror movies is when I'm like with a couple of friends, and like I think I've seen a total of like five, maybe ten. Do they freak you out, or you, it's just not your cup of tea? Honestly, I, the reason why is because I'm like. As a fighter, I feel like our life is stressful enough that we're like getting punched all the time. We're like wrestling, you know, like we put yeah. a lot of stress on ourselves. So I'm like, why would I watch a stressful movie when I just would rather laugh? You know, like I'd much rather just like laugh and chill than watch something that's going to stress me out. Okay, because they are frightening, and as much as we're adults and we feel like ah, it's a movie, it it does scare the shit out of you sometimes. It does me too. Yeah, and then also before like uh, the time that I was like when I was living on my own, it's like, I don't want to be home alone in the dark, even though I'm a fighter, you know, you don't want to be I'm scared of the dark. My friend gave me a copy of the ring when it came out and I'm not kidding you. I had to, I was, I was, I mean, I'm 53 now. I was probably 30 something. I had to sleep with the lights on as a grown man. The ring scared me so much. So yeah, I kind of <laughs> like when a movie makes me feel something, but yeah, I think you're probably right. You have a stressful enough, enough life. You want to be entertained and relax. How about a touching movie? I think that uh, what was it, King Richard? We just I just watched that. That was a good. With, movie. Is that with Will Smith? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's a a good movie. Like a good a good movie is is a lot better than a horror film, in my opinion. I'm still trying to get over that my partner here had to sleep with the lights on. And Jimmy, why can't? Yes, I did. In front of I literally, if Maisie did, we didn't talk to Maisie so long. I would have just exited out of this effing interview. I wouldn't blame you, Matt. You'd be right. If you would literally have had me fired from the UFC, you'd be correct. However, I wanted Macy to know that I just, I have to own it. Like I get being scared. I, I, I had to own my own terror. I slept with the lights on. For me, I don't know if it's okay for a grown man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, we all know it's humiliating. Um, and, the, <laughs> and the fact that I, I didn't, my friend gave it to me. That's even worse. I, I didn't even pay to watch the movie. My friend had gave it to me for free after BitTorrent downloading it. But yeah, it scared the shit out of me. Why should be like, yeah, I'm also afraid to have my feet. Like if your feet, when your covers don't cover your feet, are yep. you that too? Don't care for that. I don't like the feeling. It's just my, it just feels like my feet are trying to escape. I don't like it. It's like, get under the covers. <laughs> Let me tell you, I seen the new Scream and it was so disappointing. I didn't make it through it. It was so horrible. And I used to like the old one. It was fun. It was like, had like a Halloween-y feel to it. Did you ever watch Scream? I might have. Well, Scream was fun. But the new one? Not very good. Oh, no. It's so stupid. She likes nice movies. She likes inspirational, nice movies. Yeah, that's what she likes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for a uh, romantic comedy. I love romance movies. That's a typical girl in me. You like a rom-com? Yeah. You yeah. like Jennifer Aniston? She's like the queen of rom-coms. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Like a long came Polly. <laughs> I don't know, right? I can't think of a rom-com I've seen that I love, but I'm sure I've seen them, but I can't think of one that I've watched that I liked. You're, you're a guy. That's most guys. <laughs> All right. Are you watching any series now or anything since we're talking about entertainment? Are you, are you, are you like a... I mean, right now, I mean, the only thing that I like we have on replay is, is New Girl, but that's just like, like past the time, like when you're sitting down to eat, like lunch in between, yeah. practice, like turn on New Girl. What's New Girl? Uh, it's basically about four adults that live together. New Girl? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They're all pretty stupid. Maisie likes to keep it light. Yes, she does. I don't watch too. I try not to watch too much TV right now. I'm trying to do like a real estate course. Um, so like most of my most of my TV watching is turning on a, a course, make real estate real. 
um, from Jamal King. So like, that's what I'm doing right now is, is learning about real estate. Why real estate? Like Ally Quinta obviously is a real estate uh, uh, salesperson. Is it something you'd want to do after fighting or is it just a skill you want to acquire for when you buy your own place and do it uh, on, on part-time? Probably a little bit of both. You know, I want to, I want to have like, you know, uh, residual income. I want to have, you know, a backup plan, obviously, you know, you want to have, kind of like a security behind you, you know, sure. So I feel like real estate, you know, after I'm done fighting, you know, you can't fight forever. So learning that. And then also I don't want to throw my money into rent every year for the rest of my life. So probably buying and, and learning where to buy, when to buy all of that would be pretty smart. My mother was very good with money. My dad's irresponsible like I am. And I, I wound up uh, buying at one point too, because that's what my mother said, you don't want to just keep paying rent. Cause as the years go on, you are just throwing money away. You know, mothers say that shit. And she was right. Yeah. It's like a black hole. Yeah. So, Macy, where are you training now? You Are you training with Team Alpha Male? Mm-hmm. Yep. This is my second camp with them. And uh, I don't plan on, I don't plan on lo- leaving. I know I, I know I bounced around a ton, but I'm like, I've, I've known, actually, I met Danny and Uriah probably eight years ago now, nine years ago. Just when I was fighting in LFA, like I met them at some of the fights and um, I went out to Team Alpha Male a while ago, back when they were in like their original building. Yeah. Trained a little bit, but I actually got the stomach flu, so I wasn't able to train like more than a day. But I went out there, went back, and then I never reconnected until just in this last year. And I reconnected and I made the move and I went out just to train for two weeks. And then after training two weeks, I was like, nope, this is the place to be. So I stayed an extra day in a hotel and found an apartment, signed a lease the next day. It was kind of like a, let's just do it. Right, right. Why did you bounce around a lot? Was it, do you kind of get sick or bored of things or do you feel like you've learned all you could in a place and you want to just get out of there? No, I feel like, I mean, my dad and I always, you know, travel around trying to find the best. And I mean, that's what I kind of started doing was training um in Colorado and then traveling to Jackson Wink just to train. I wasn't even old enough to fight yet. So that's kind of when I went out there. Um so traveling out there and just kind of getting used to seeing all the things you can and learning as much as possible. And as time went on and as like my fight career kind of like kept going and obviously now I'm like in a camp and in fights, you know, consistently it's like I feel like having a home is really good. And and I never really found a place that was like, yeah, this is home with like girls with all the training, you know, striking, wrestling, grappling at the highest level. And I feel like that's, that's kind of what I found finally. So. Do you have a weather preference? Like, is it one of those things where you're looking for a new home where like, I will go anywhere, but I prefer it to be hot or, or, would, or would you really not care? Uh, that wasn't my like reasoning for anything. Cause I mean, I went from Colorado to Wisconsin, like right, right. Um, Wisconsin in the summers is beautiful. But then I went from Wisconsin to Chicago and I was in Chicago during the winter. So that was like the worst weather possible. Yeah. Like, it can't get any worse. It was disgusting. It was terrible. <laughs> so I was in Chicago for the winter. And then that was the only time I was like, man, I sure hope I'm never here again. <laughs> but then I mean, now that I'm in Sacramento, I mean, the weather's beautiful, you know, all the time. And sometimes it rains, but I love the weather. It, it makes a lot easier to go out and train when you're like, yeah, I'm, you know, you can run outside, you can bike to the gym. It, it's really nice. Yeah. You're not dreading it. Yeah. Which it's hard to dread something when it's like your life and your career, you know, and you love it so much. So it's like, I don't want that to be another reason. So I really do like the weather out here or out there. If I could choose one for the rest of my life, the regular New York slice pizza or the Chicago deep dish, I'm going with the New York regular slice, but why? What? But Macy Barber, a good, uh, thick Chicago slice pizza that, that, uh, what do you call it? The uh, deep dish. Deep dish. Yes. Stop uh, it, man. Jimmy, it is good. No, it's. I'd good. rather eat a shoe. It's terrible. Regular pizza. First of all, how dare I don't you? think I've ever had it. I like really thin crust pizza. Yes, deep dish stinks. Don't but I've never had like a really good deep dish pizza. So you might have. No to one has. There's no such thing. Jimmy's silly. <laughs> a silly person. It is good. I had my my uh my 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 other brother-in-law from uh, Pasquale was from there, and he would send me send me some. You know, pizza. Yes, it come in the frozen thing. I don't know how you got it delivered, but uh, wow, it was delicious. It's it's like a it's a thick slice. You got to get the right one though. All right, now I'm just being a fat guy. But anyway, so Maisie, it's been (laughs) a minute since we spoke to you. I know. When when was your fight with with Miranda Maverick? Which was uh, I think it's July 24th, right? 
Yeah. So, I mean, so what's going on now? Just training? Any injuries? What's up? Yeah, that was not the plan. I mean, I was obviously trying to fight really soon. Um, so I got rescheduled to fight uh, December 11th. Funny enough, I was scheduled to fight Montana. And she tore her. She, she pulled out of the fight, like, within a few weeks. And at first, I was like, yeah, she's scared. You know, like, I was, like, talking, talking smack. But it turns out she tore her ankle. Oh, shit. Well, then I got a replacement fight, and I was scheduled to fight someone else. Two weeks later, I tore my ankle. Oh, wow. Who, you, who did they put you Who did they reschedule you with? Uh, I think it was Aaron Blanchfield. They gave, me, they gave me an option between two. So it was Aaron Blanchfield and um, Ariane Lipsky, I think. Okay. So okay. I, they gave me an option, and they were like, you can fight this one or that one. I chose Aaron, and then I tore my ankle like two weeks later. So then I got pulled from the fight. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure we tore like the same thing. So oh, wow. that's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird situation, but I mean, we're both healthy now and, um, our rehab was, I think was probably around the same time. So now we're back. And you said you want to be the first person to submit her. To submit Montana? Yeah. Not nah, just to finish her. I don't care if I submit her or knock her oh, out. Oh, okay. You don't care how you finish her. Yeah. I don't really care. Finish is a finish. Right. And so what would it mean to you be the first person to finish her? And be the first person to finish her. I mean, obviously that's, that's a great thing to be the one to, to be the first, but at the same time, it's just more of like the finish that I'm going for, for me. Did, I'm, I'm asking that all just because like the, the last one was a very close fight, split decision. Um, and Matt, I was asking Matt too, as a fighter, um, does it matter to you if you win by unanimous or split decision? Uh, does one feel better than the other? Um, or how does it, does it mean anything to you if it's unanimous or split? I think at the end of the day, the thing that matters is getting your hand raised. Sure. Um, but I, I mean, obviously then being like, yeah, it was unanimous. Like there's no questioning it. I know there's a lot, I get a lot, you get a lot more shit when you are on a split decision, you know, like I had so many people hitting me up being like, yeah, you lost that fight, which is cool. Like, sure. But that's not what my bank account said, you know? Um, and I try not to read the comments anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm getting my hand raised, and that's all that matters to me. When a fight's that close, they can't—I always say you can't like you can't bitch about it anyway. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it was—it was, it was a close fight. It was a good fight. But how great did it feel to get that W after? Listen, you were—you were—you know—you you didn't get totally derailed, but you had a couple of tough fights. You know, sh- listen. Obviously, you're in a cage. Stuff. You can be blunt about it. It's okay. It's all good. All right. You're I'm not going to crush me. It's okay. A little bit when we got Macy on, but yeah. you know, listen, <laughs> we got you know we have listen we got the Roxanne fight when you blew your leg out, and and then and then Alexa Grasso who's obviously a very tough opponent, mm-hmm. but then you and then the fight Miranda who's a very tough up and comer like yourself, like a, and uh, and then the Bester that had to feel phenomenal. I mean, after a couple of losses, no. Yeah, I feel like that one really took a lot of like just to have a win in general just took a lot of weight off the you know, off my shoulders of like, damn, I don't want to go on a three fight losing streak, you know, like that's, that's just not, that's just not the way you plan on going. You know, I had a, obviously tearing my knee and then having a whole year layoff and then coming back against Alexa Grasso, who was a tough opponent. Um, and then, you know, I actually got a concussion in that fight. So then coming off of that and then fighting Miranda, I mean, she's a tough opponent too, you know? So and that was a lot, but I've never, I've never, turned down a fight and I've never said like, Hey, can you give me someone else? You know, like I've always taken the first person that they offer because I feel like the UFC has a plan. So, I mean, for the most part, it's, it's always been part of the journey and whatever comes, comes and whatever happens, happens, but I'm going to give it my best no matter what. And does, uh, it does like, cause you were eight. No, I think, I mean, you had dropped those two does self doubt creep in and what, what do you do? to kind of tell yourself, like, look, this can be fixed, this can be straightened out. Um, and, and how much does it affect you leading into that third fight uh, after two losses, leading to the Miranda fight? Yeah, I mean, I have, I've always had a lot of, like, great people around me, a lot of, like, strong mindset people um, from, like, coaches and trainers and, you know, just, like, myself trying to trying to build myself up you know like i believe that i'm the best in the world i'm gonna be a champion one day you know like that's just facts like in my heart that's just a fact um but there's obviously there's a lot of outside negativity and a lot of like a lot of close people in my in my life you know sometimes 
things happen. Uh, so I definitely went through a rocky patch from tearing my leg and, and being out for a whole year and then taking another loss. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And then just in personal life, you know, there's a lot to go through. Um, so obviously there's a lot of like a lot of reasons why you could be negative. And one of the things that I countered that was I've been working with Eric Thomas and Sherry Riley for quite some time. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with Eric Thomas. Um, and he introduced me to Sherry Riley and, and ever since, you know, from, I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, I really want to work with you guys. Like I reached out to ET and I was like, Hey, I really want you to help me out. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like he, he obviously was going to help me, but it wasn't until like, I kind of felt like I hit rock bottom that I was like, no, I I'm really wet, ready to do the work, the mental training and everything. And ever since then, you know, like I feel amazing. I feel great. Like I know I'm going to go out here and smash this girl. Like just everything in my life is just on like, an incline and it just feels so good to like have that weight not only of the losses but just off of like injuries and outside pressure all of that external stuff so I've done a lot of the work on the inside you know with my heart and my mentality um and I attribute that to a lot and all of it to Eric Thomas and Cherry Riley no I'm sorry Jimmy no that's good they are are they mental coaches that's who you meant yeah so so ET is a motivational speaker mental coach life coach in my opinion so he introduced me to Sherry Riley she's an author and a life coach high performance life coach and I mean we had Tony Robbins stuff some like Tony Robbins stuff yeah yeah yep now now it's more than the class is uh half full type of thing I mean what are they listen I'm I'm fascinated by it because I can't goof on it. And I tell Jim, Jimmy knows, I, you know, I had that good night with George. George saw a shrink. He, the guy told him to write my name on a brick, throw it in a lake. Next thing you know, I'm getting my ass kicked in Montreal. <laughs> I, believe, I believe in this. I believe in this, in this stuff. I should have had a fucking have a mind coach. So wait, so what, what exactly? Like, I don't, you don't have to go through like a, a session, but what, what are they doing? Are they just... What, what are they, what kind of, what, what is a session consist of? No, so I mean, a lot of it is, I mean, yes, a lot of it, like right before the fight, um, one of the calls I had with ET just like two days ago was he sent me a, a voice note of, you know, some of the opportunities he's been given from a speaking engagement. And he was telling me about how he went and spoke in front of, you know, 10,000 people. Well, in front of those 10,000 people from that created two other opportunities. So he was telling me, you know, with this fight is inside my next opportunity, you know? So from this win is my next opportunity. And so, you know, I'm creating the next opportunity with this fight. So that's one of the things that we've talked on just like as we get really close to a fight. But one of the things that I've worked on like overall and myself um, is peace. And that's one of the biggest things is just like internal peace is like a person. And that's something I've worked with Sherry on with a lot is a lot of people, um, they'll they'll say something like say a, a training session was good and they're like hey i had a really great practice but this happened this happened this happened this happened and so what she taught me was when you say i had a great practice but this 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 and this and this is anything you say after the but is negating what you just said so it takes away from the positivity of how great your practice was you know so like just in life if i'm like yeah i'm happy but i feel like this and this and this i'm taking away from the fact that i'm happy you know, so, so just really like rewriting your mindset of, you know, I'm strong. I'm, I'm, uh, technically skilled. I have, I'm ready, like all of that. And then just making sure that anytime the negative stuff creeps in your mind, you just acknowledge it, erase it and replace it. And that's something I've done just in training in daily life. When I wake up, when I go to sleep, how my sleep was like everything. And I'm, I'm, Honestly, I have so much peace and just happiness in my life. I just feel great. That's it's a great everything after but is bullshit. Somebody said that to me once and they were right. Yeah. You're everything after but you can just throw it out. Yeah, because it's like, what's the purpose in saying that? You know, it's like like if you make a statement like my life is great, why do you gotta say the rest of it? It's like, yeah, all of that is going on, but why do you gotta like, you know, go on about it? I you know, I'm not, I don't read too many books on philosophy, but I could have sworn Tyrion Lannister said that shit in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm just, I heard him say <laughs> I don't that. think I've ever seen that either. Well, that's too violent for you. Don't watch <laughs> No, that's not a, that's not a feel good thing. Every time you start to feel good, there's people dying at weddings. Yeah. Don't watch that. That's not a feel good show. 
You know, Macy Barber, she don't like that. She likes the fuck. You know what you should watch? I watched that. There was an underrated movie. It's a funny movie. It's the David Spade comedy, uh, The Wrong Missy. Watch The Wrong Missy. It's the I, wrong- I've seen that one. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Jimmy, you, Jimmy doesn't, hey, listen, he's a comedian, but damn. Well, I don't know where the fuck his funny bone in is. He doesn't why he doesn't laugh at anything. I, I don't laugh at comedy. I, I enjoy comedy, but I, I respect them. But I just they don't make me laugh, and I don't think they suck. It just I, I'll watch it and go, oh, that was funny. Like I just don't necessarily laugh at it. That's all. He's like a like he's he's a little fa-fa with the comedy. Like oh, like I'm a comedian. I don't laugh at shit. No, but it's like as <laughs> fighters, if you're watching a fight. Um, you'd react differently than I would react as a non-fighter. Like when somebody gets hit in a fight, you don't go, oh God, they hit him in the face. No, like, you know, you baby. guys live differently. Are you serious? I go world star. I get nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, Macy. <laughs> Listen, I'm happy that Macy yeah. Barber is back. Yep. Come on. We need some excitement. You're back this weekend. I, I am. Re- so excited. It's been too long. Yeah, it has. For, for someone who said, hey, I want to fight consistently, I'm like, I fight once a year. <laughs> and y'all are like, where are you? That's all right. What are you, 23, though? You have plenty of years left to fight it. You have plenty of time left. Um, good, luck this, uh, good luck this Saturday night against Montana. It's a great fight. And, um, you know, yeah, congratulations on being back, and I'm glad you're healthy. Yeah, I mean, say hello to Uriah Faber and all those guys. Bro. Well, Danny's right here. And Danny! Oh, what's up, stud? What up? How are you, dude? Some guys, when they're done fighting, they let themselves go. But look at this fucking guy. Danny. <laughs> look Thank at you. you. You're in shit. Let me see the guns. Let me see. Fuck yeah, Danny. He is an alpha male. All right. <laughs> good to see you, Danny. Thank you, Macy. All right. Good talking to you, Macy. Bye. I was going to have you flex. I flex, Danny flex. I was going to, but I was afraid I'd hit the mic like with my hand going up. I'm happy she's back. Yeah, me too. Me too. It sucks too. You, when you suck, when someone, you get the fight lined up, they have an injury and then you suffer the same injury. It just, it, of course it sucks. You want to, let's do a couple fights. All right. Couple, a couple. What's in the box? What's <sighs> in the box? Amanda Lemus, uh, Jessica Andrade. Jimmy, I love you ignore me. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm with you, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jimmy. Yes. Jessica Andrade, she knows. She's been, well, I'll tell you right now. She looked good the last year. She made short work of uh, Cynthia Calvello. It was very tough. Yeah. And that's sticking out in my head. She's looking tough. But Amanda Limos has, Limos has. She's 11 and 1. You know what? Jessica Andrade had her time. It's time for Lemos. She's no lemon. Amanda Lemos. Listen, let's. I don't know where that came from, Jimmy. Ah, Jimmy, Jimmy. But I know where it's going. Right in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy, let's keep going. You're taking Uh, Amanda how? Huh? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Amanda by decision. I mean, Jessica's no, she's not even. Jessica, round three, TKO. Okay. You, you said that, but I think Amanda yeah. Limos understands what's at stake here. She understands what's at stake, you know? Uh, fourth, fourth round stoppage, Amanda Limos. Um, Actually, I swear what am I saying? Okay. I said it, though. I fucking said I'm going to stay with it. Um, hmm. uh, wow. Claudio Puelas against uh, uh, the great Clay Guida. I like, I like Claudio. I do. I like him a lot. But Clay just beat, he just submitted a world-class BJJ black belt, Leo Santos. You submitted him too, man, sir. I know I submitted Leo Santos back in 2001, but... Uh, but it's not about that. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with this, Jimmy. And it, yeah. frankly, it embarrasses me when you bring up my past. Account. I can't help it. Okay. Uh, I think Clay Guida, Clay Guida by decision. Oh, boys, is wrestling good. Claudio, second round submission. I just think you like to be different, is what you like to say. Sometimes. Uh, I was going to rub it off against Chase Sherman. Very interesting fight, too. Now, I know what you're thinking. Chase Sherman has some losses. I like Chase Sherman. Uh, I know you do. I think you like him a lot, and I like him, too. But he's going versus a guy that does not know how to lose. Yeah, no, I understand. 
He never got the memo on how to lose this. And if you know, Chase, Chase knows how to lose. But he also knows how to win. Jimmy, don't, don't start splitting. Of course, yeah. Chase Sherman, don't start a war. Uh, yeah. But what He's I, 15 and 0, uh, Romanov. And the other one's 15 and 9. Yeah. So, I, and, and uh, Romanov's a little bigger. Yeah. But who has he fought? Who has he fought? Compared to who has uh, Chase? Vandera. What? Vandera. You're right. <laughs> he was going to be right with um, And Chase is three and eight in the UFC. I feel like Chase is better than his record, though. I, I agree. I think he is, too. And, he, and, and they're just four and zero in the UFC. This is what I'm going to do. I'm a, I am a big fan of an underdog. Okay. Of the underdog. All right, but I'm going with Alexander Romanoff. <laughs> yep, me too. First round. Jimmy, fucking Jimmy. Is anybody going to believe in Chase? Right now, I want Chase to hear that because he's going to go, you know what? Fuck you guys. I believe in myself. That's why I was going to pick him. But something's good when everybody's picking against you because it makes you like, really? Yeah, motivate you. Motivate you, Jimmy. That's what I'm doing there. All right. Oh, let's just go. Let's just be should pick Macy. Yeah, Manel Cape. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What, what are you taking? How, what, how are you taking him and when? Well, oh, with uh, without, with, with Chase Sherman? Yep. I'm switching it. I'm going to go for Chase. Okay. You know why? Because I'm going to say that uh, – actually, no, fuck that. I'm going with uh, Romanoff by uh, second-round stoppage. How about second uh, round. Sue uh, Mudaraji? Uh, uh, What's that? How's, how's uh, Romanoff going to win? I said first round knockout. Oh, I'm sorry. I said second round. Okay. Yeah. Sumadarji against um, Manel Cape. What about Macy Barber? We do that. I just happen to see this one next. You want to do Barber uh, De La Rosa? Okay. Yeah, what do you think? Right over. You skipped right over. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm going to take Macy Barber. And uh, I think, you know, she wants a finish. But uh, I think that's going to be hard to do with Montana. I think Montana's a tough girl, and I think she's going to make it through. So I think it's going to be Macy Barber by decision. I agree. Um, what do you, yeah. Su, uh, Sumadarji against Manel Cape. I'm taking uh, Sumadarji by a decision. I'm taking, I'm taking Manel Cape by uh, – I'm taking Manel Cape, and I'm taking him by uh, second-round stoppage. Okay. All right. Um, and the, the opening fight on the main card, Charles Jordan against uh, – Lando Venado we haven't seen in about a year – Lando, I'm going with Lando, man. Lando, Lando needs yeah. his due, bro. Lando yeah. needs his respect, and he's coming to get it. I'm going to take him by decision as well. All right, we agree. Normally, we agree to disagree, but today we agree and we agree on that. Jimmy, I always have so much fun with you. Me uh, too. One of the fights this weekend. They're at a different time there. That they I just closed everything. God, I got it. Me. I got Jimmy. I'll handle this. You, you handle it, man. UFC fight night. Lemos versus Andraj. And it's April 23rd. And it's at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Prelims start at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And the main card starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. Okay. You're proud of me the way I did that? Yeah, very proud of you. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, Jimmy, what do you want to plug for yourself, my friend? Just uh, May 6 and 7 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Ooh. I have other dates coming up in uh, Jim Thorpe, PA, Delaware, because DC sold out. So if you miss me in there, come see me in Delaware in June. And I also have New Jersey down by the shore in Point Pleasant. And tonight, um, Fat Black Pussycat in New York running my hour. Woo! Watch your mouth. Me, yes. I have, uh, <laughs> I like when I make you cringe. I do my cameos. I did one yesterday. I sang to somebody. And, uh, that's it, man. SarahBJJ.com if you want a hoodie or a restaurant or some shit. All right. That's it, Jimmy. Hey, man. You almost look at me. I, I know that face. That's right. the face of someone who's said that I'm not going to talk to you until next week. I we know. Talk. I'll talk to you over the weekend. Hey, man. Shit, dude. We can talk over the weekend. I would like that. All right. Jimmy, you All know right. I love you. All right, pal. I love you. Goodbye, Goodbye everyone. Goodbye, Unfiltered Army. Good evening.
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.